0: welcome back to the second episode of the second season of rare if you remember we kicked off the first episode with a gameplay of call to adventure speaking of kickstarting that's today's topic today we'll be talking about kickstarter what it is how to use it and whether or not you should back it and enough of the details let's roll the dice and get this episode started I'm Ricky! I'm Ashley! And like we said, we're gonna be talking about Kickstarter! I'm sure everybody's heard of Kickstarter at this point. If not, you're probably living under a rock.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, I. I know Kickstarter, I know what it is, but, like, I think of Kickstarter and I think of, like, scams too so like
0: i that that's kind of fair Um, and i know it's like i mean it is a crowdfunding platform and there are like a lot of crowdfunders out there um like like gofundme and stuff like that uh i was doing a little bit of reading and while kickstarter is technically a crowdfunding platform they try to stay away from the term actually like crowdfunding because like they feel like it gives like a misrepresentation on what they actually do but uh kickstarter is specifically for uh creative fields like music and games video games artwork um stuff like that like they they focus specifically on creativity and creative projects which I thought was kind of cool. Mm, yeah. Um and their company statement is "Help bring creative projects to life." That's cute. Yeah. Just just some interesting facts about Kickstarter that I found. Um so as of July of this year, 2021, uh there have been 200,000 are two hundred five thousand various projects that have been like successfully funded since they started, and they started in April of two thousand and nine, so it's been quite a few years since they've been running, but that that's a lot of projects.
1: Yeah, it is two 2000, 2005? and five, two
0: thousand and nine nine. No, no, no. How many projects? Uh.
1: Two hundred and five thousand. Two hundred and five thousand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> missing a couple of zeros in what I said. Five. <laughs> more than five. More than more than five.
0: Um, uh, between uh, twenty twelve and twenty seventeen, though, they have started opening in like different countries. So, like, they've allowed. Ah uh, the platform to go to different countries where people from those countries can start their own projects where like before two thousand and twelve it was just in the united states
1: oh i didn't I didn't know that like I thought it was just like a North American base, so like each country kind of has their own
0: yeah so um it the the first other country other than the u s to get the Kickstarter was the u k And most recently in 2017 uh, was Japan. So there's... But between there, there's like a bunch of them, like, you know, most of Europe, um, Australia, um, other random countries, I think Mexico's (laughs) included in that, Um, maybe like places in China and Asia. So... They're, they're they're spreading out, but if you've ever been on Kickstarter, there are some times where you go to back something and it's in a different currency and then you have to like do like a it, not necessarily like a currency exchange, but you have to like take like that currency
1: a and conversion. turn it into US
0: dollars to figure out how much you're actually having to pay yeah. for the project. But that that's because the projects can be in different countries. Which I thought was interesting. Neat, yeah. Another thing is is um, if a project doesn't reach its minimum goal, no funds are collected. So that, as far as like if something fails, you're out no money if you've if you've already put money towards it because they they will not collect the funds that you've put uh, towards it. Okay. So I feel like that makes it slightly less scammy. But on the other side of that is Kickstarter does not claim ownership of any project. So, like, whoever starts the project, like, it it is 100%, like, their project, which I thought was kind of cool. But if you do back something and it does succeed, if it falls through, then you're out of Mm -hmm. the money, which can happen. Um, We've had an experience where that did almost happen to us. Um, but another company, like, stepped in. But it is, it is still kind of like, like, you are putting money into a project. Almost like, like, Shark Tank. Like, they could invest in you, in your project, and then it could still fail. Like, it's not a hundred percent guarantee. Um, but I've had enough good experiences, and I feel like if you follow somebody that has a good reputation on Kickstarter, you're usually, I think, pretty good.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of uh, board game companies and, like, uh, publishers and stuff like that will kind of use Kickstarter as a way to kind of gauge a little bit how a market is going to act and kind of make sure it does hit its funding, and then that way they can... Put a little bit more towards like the production of it and you know give because that's the other thing about kickstarters a lot of the time there are different like pledges that you can do like depending on what it is so fl- like for example a lot of board games they'll have like maybe a special mode that only comes with a certain type of pledge or you know, you can design something for the game for a certain pledge and that sort of thing, too. Uh,
0: but to, just to, like, put out the example, because, like, I, I think Kickstarter is a good idea. Um, I know some people don't like the idea of Kickstarters because of the big names being on there. Like, they think it should be for, you know, smaller companies that mm-hmm. are having a hard time getting noticed, and that, like, the big companies going on Kickstarter are kind of, like, flooding, like, the, the the platform and making it harder for the smaller companies to be noticed, like, was originally ten- intended. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, I think companies do it as a way to gauge if people are even going to be interested in a product instead of just putting it out and then nobody buying it, mm-hmm. which I think makes sense. And if Like, Kickstarter didn't want those big-name companies on there. They wouldn't allow them to be on there, I would think. So, I don't know. But it's also those big-name companies, though, that you're usually pretty safe into buying into. Mm -hmm. Because if you're buying into a smaller company, you don't know what you're getting. You don't know if they're going to be able to actually put out what they're they're promising.
1: Yeah, you're not. You haven't seen their follow through before you haven't seen anything done by them before so it's yeah i can i i definitely do get it because when i when i hear things like like i know i know gloomhaven i believe was originally kickstarted,
0: i think so yeah
1: and then that exploded and did really well and then i want to say that they're they're sort of sequel their two player one. Yeah, Frosthaven. I feel like they also kickstarted that.
0: Yeah. So, speaking of Frosthaven, <laughs> I actually looked into it. There was like a top 10, um, top 10 projects that have like the highest funding. Mm hmm. And Frosthaven was on that list. And they raised like $12,969,608 for that. <laughs> It was, like, the number one board game on the list in the top ten. But, like, that also included, like, other projects, so it wasn't just board games. Mm-hmm. But um, two board games made that list. It was Frosthaven and another game called Kingdom Death Monster 1.5, and that also made over $12 million.
1: Now, that's a game I have never heard of.
0: Yeah, I think I think I might have heard, like, a part of a conversation about that game. I think it might be a miniatures game, but I'm not entirely sure. Oh. And if it was, I think they were saying that like the miniatures were like super, super detailed. And oh. like, I think it's like a remake of something, which is might be why it's like 1.5. Oh yeah. And then they also had a list of, it was top 10 projects um, by number of backers. Mm-hmm. And again, two board games made the top 10. And one of these I'm sure most people have heard of, because you can find it on, like, any shelf anywhere, is Exploding Kittens. And Exploding <laughs> Kittens was actually number one on the list. Really? Yeah. They had 219,382 backers. Wow. And then the second game that made that list, which was further down, but it was also by the same company, was Bears vs. Babies at 88,887 backers. Which that game isn't super great. <laughs> like we we bought it cuz we thought it was like, oh, it's one of those games by those people that yeah. do really fun party games. It's not that fun. It's really weird. I've
1: kind of heard not great things about yeah, it. I've never played it. I think the
0: concept it. was better than the execution. Mm, I see.
1: I see one of those games.
0: Yeah, but yeah, I I did find it interesting that some of those were like within the top ten like projects like out of everything.
1: It's 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 interesting how it's like something like Exploding Kittens. The artist is the Oatmeal, right? I'm not thinking outside I, of the box. I'm not for super that. familiar
0: with Exploding Kittens. i look um, it up real quick because I've only played it like a couple times. It's one of those games, you know, everybody knows what it is. Most people have played it. I've played it a little bit, and it was more so on, like, the app, I think, rather than the actual card game. And I didn't fully understand what the heck was even going on. <laughs> and I'm not super interested in enough to play it, I guess, in real life. And nobody ever was like, hey, let's play Exploding Kittens. Like... I've just never been in a group where people have wanted to play it, so I don't even know how I feel about it to be honest
1: yeah so so the I think one of the reasons that exploding kittens and like Bears vs Babies did so well um because Kickstarter is obviously like an online app or like a website um. Mm-hmm. The The artist for Exploding Kittens is a pretty prolific online comic artist called The Oatmeal. So okay. I think that might have been why Exploding Kittens especially was like number one is because so much of his audience was already online. Right. And he probably very easily got to, you know, reach out to them and was like, hey, I'm doing this thing on Kickstarter. If you like my stuff, go check that out, too, sort of thing. So there was, I think, a lot easier of a crossover, whereas some of the other board games, unless they have that already online niche and they aren't trying to pull people from different areas, it can make it a little bit harder, I think, to pull over onto Kickstarter, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah. Which, I know a lot of games that do well, like, super well on Kickstarter are by the big-name companies that already have a good, decent following. Like, they just say, oh, hey, we have a game on Kickstarter, and, like, everybody floods to it. Like, those companies and their games are usually funded within, like, the first day.
1: Yeah, I think any well-known company, artist, um big IP they're they're gonna have a decent flood of people wanting in on something especially to be like, oh I got one of the first copies of it or I have like a super special copy of it. Cause like even if the game itself flops, you can be like, oh I have the super special Ultra Edition that there was only right. ten copies of <laughs> Yeah.
0: Yeah and, and, and like a lot of the different Uh, companies have different perks so some of them will have like if you just donate at least a dollar maybe you can get your name as like a thank you in our rule book.
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: And then usually there's like a super base where like you just get the main game and then it kind of goes up from there like Mm -hmm. the next tier might have like the base game and an expansion that isn't going to be actually coming out for like another year or something Mm -hmm. like you'll kind of get like early access to some of the stuff that they have planned to come out Mm -hmm. um and then sometimes the next tier above that like like you said like maybe you could have a card designed after you um for something and usually that one stuff like that where they're gonna put like your image in something or like specifically mention you in something is really expensive, and they usually have, like, a limited number of those. Um, And then they usually have, like, a retailer one where, like, a company can, like, a a board game store can go in and buy, like, so many copies of it, and they'll get it before, like, anybody else. Mm -hmm. So it'd almost be worth it, like, if you're really into a game, and, but you still want to, like, support your local store, like, maybe you could talk them into backing something. Um, And, like, obviously, if you're already showing interest in it, at least they know that they would be able to sell a copy. Mm -hmm. Or if you have, like, a couple people, like, hey, we're interested in this, like, they'll let them know and, like, maybe they'll back it because they know that those copies are already sold, Mm -hmm. pretty much. Yeah. But I think if you can find a game that you really like and it's by a company that you can trust or you can look to see like what other projects that they've done and have succeeded on and have successfully fulfilled like go for it i think it's super worth like you one you get it earlier than most people and two you're usually going to end up with a lot of content that like i said is they might be releasing it but over a period of time where you get it like all at once and then they, they always have like at least one Kickstarter exclusive item that only you are going to get and nobody else if they just buy it off the shelves. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, the cost of it is usually worth, you know, like, if you were to add up everything together, if you were to buy it all separately, it would be way more than the price that you're paying to back it.
1: Yeah, I, like, full full disclaimer, I have never bought anything off of kickstarter (laughs) like never ever 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 and i would really like to but i also have a weird habit of finding stuff well after the kickstarter has finished
0: (laughs) yeah yeah, that's the thing too is like they usually run for about a month if you don't catch it like within like the first week or so afterwards, they usually have like late backers, and then eventually they'll just like close it. But I think Kickstarter keeps it up as like like a public record kind of thing, like mm-hmm. yes, this project was here, but you can't buy anything from it anymore. Yes um, and, and- but and- we've we've actually backed a lot of things <laughs> 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 uh. Let me let me look up the number real quick
1: wow it's more um, than three <laughs> a-
0: according to our Kickstarter profile we have backed 28 projects wow okay look at you um I was I'm just gonna run through a, a small list of things because like they're they're some of them are pretty big names as far as like games that are out there that people know about, but they might not realize that they were actually kickstarted instead of just being like put out there. So, uh, if anybody's familiar with the game called Santorini, which is like a 3D chess like game, um, Massive Darkness, which is along the lines of Zombicide. It's also made by, like, the same people, so, like, Simon and Guillotine Games. Um, Ashley, you know what our our table looks like. Mm-hmm. We have a nice gaming table. It has toppers on it, so you can use it as, like, a regular dining table, or you can take the toppers off and it's, like, inlaid a little bit with, like, a mat on the inside. So you can, like, play games and then pause if you need to and put the toppers back on. That was actually a Kickstarter. Um, the various Zombicides we on kickstarter uh a lot of people might be familiar with deception murder in hong kong that was actually kickstarted um and then i, th- I th- i'm pretty sure i talked about this before like bloodborne was kickstarted and we did finally get that and that has so many things with it like we got <laughs> like like i i stacked the boxes like straight up on the table and i'm like five nine and those boxes, like, started at my waist and went, like, taller than me. Like, there (laughs) were so many boxes with that game. (laughs) Um, and then there's another game called, like, Dice Throne, which is one of, like, our favorite games that we got from there. And, like, that game, you can buy the, like, you can buy them in packs, so it's, like, somebody versus somebody. So it's, like, a two-pack. Um, But the Kickstarter, um, it was a re-release, actually, and they, like, redid the... the, So it's got two seasons. There's season (laughs) one and season two. They went back and kind of redid season one to match what they did with season two. So you got, like, if you had the original, you could buy the original revamped, or, like, even if you didn't have the first one, you could buy the first one revamped and got both seasons. And, like, big, huge boxes that look like books. And it has, like, I think, like, eight people in each box. And so that was Kickstarted. So, like, all the components in that game are really, really well done. Um, And, like, there's even ones that we backed that were still waiting to come in the mail. Because a lot of the times, if you back a project, like, they still have to finish the design, get all the, the components made... And everything, like, refined out. So, like, when you back a project, like, they need to make sure that they're getting the funding before they actually start making anything. So it will usually be, like, several months before you actually see it, but a lot of times you'll still see it before it hits shelves. There have been a couple times where it hit the shelves before we got ours, but like I said, like, we got all of the stuff together where they only put, like, the main game on the shelves and Mm -hmm. then... Like the expansion came out like a while after, and but everybody who kickstarted it got like everything.
1: Mm-hmm. What's been your favorite thing so far that you've kickstarted?
0: I don't, I don't know because like they're they're all so good, such good games. I would say like I've we we still haven't played Bloodborne because like when you have that many boxes, it's like super intimidating to start. But I am impressed <laughs> by like how much stuff. We got with that especially with it being like super miniature heavy but i know a game that we've backed that we play a quite a bit actually is the dice throne game and the components are just like so well done like when you open the box like each character has their own individual tray that has like that's like closed and so like everything you need for one character is in that little pack so you just pull the pack out open it up get all your elements out and your character is ready to go and then you pack it all up put it back in and like I feel like the way that they packaged everything and the way that the components are and all that it's just like super easy to get out play it put it back like Mm -hmm. there's not a lot of setup or cleanup time so I, I think that one's one that we've played the most since we bought it through Kickstarter. And I'm, I'm so glad that we ended up kickstarting it because we, we've played like all the characters. And if you, you buy it, like I said, you just get like the one, like 1v1. So you only get like a two pack where this one has like so many characters to choose from instead.
1: I feel like I'm interviewing you. I keep going, and what do you like about Kickstarter? What's your favorite thing? What's going on? <laughs> I've never hey,
0: that's, well, I mean,
1: Kickstarter. I
0: have, I have more experience with it. Yeah. So
1: that's fine. <laughs> Kickstarting a person who uses Kickstarter a lot. <laughs> what but what is like i just i just i feel so dumb being like i'm interviewing you and we're co-hosts. <laughs> um, but what what's something that you've backed and then haven't gotten yet that you're looking forward to getting like what's um one that you're really looking forward to getting and haven't gotten yet
0: so there's actually two of them that are on my list of like get here now um <laughs> uh, so they came out with expansion for valeria card kingdoms and if you've listened to season one episode one you know that valeria card kingdoms is one of my top three favorite games so i'm excited about that anytime that um daily magic games puts out anything for valeria i'm on it (laughs) so which they actually for this kickstarter um they made like a big box because like with all the expansions that they've come out with so far, it, like, just fits in the game. Um, so I think we got the big box, so everything will fit in there even nicer. And it was one of those that, because they were kickstarting the expansion, you had the option of just, like, just buying the expansion with maybe some add-ons, or um, you could get the the base game and the expansion. Oh, that's so they nice. So they did give you the option. And um, add-ons are just, like, some things that um, if you want them, you can get them, but you don't have to get them. Um, a lot of times add-ons are like extra dice and like different colors um, that they've decided that they wanted to make, but didn't want to like make it a thing that you have to get. Um, or they'll include like a game mat and game mat- mats are usually like super, super nice. Um, I like it when they have game mats as an option. Um, sometimes they'll include, like, uh, specific boards for the game that, you know, you don't have to have, you don't have to use it, but it's kind of nice, so it's, like, an extra thing that you can throw on in there. Um, so I think for the, this one, we got, um, the big box, which I think was an add-on, and, like, a couple different styles of dice, because it, like, the base game only comes with two dice, so it was, it'd be nice to have, like, more sets instead of just having like the one set
1: because because everybody rolls it i feel like everybody could kind of have their own set yeah
0: instead of having to pass around the dice all the time like you could have a couple sets out and then the other one that i'm waiting for is they made an expansion for cartographers oh <laughs> so if you listened too rare at all you know i love like roll and rights and cartographers is like my top roll and write game that i love to play so they're coming out with expansion for that i think there's a couple more but those are like the top ones that i'm R- waiting you're for, just like super for sure.
1: excited for yeah. yeah neat i have the the one experience i had with kickstarter it wasn't so much of an experience um was i really like the the five minute dungeon game Mm -hmm. i played five minute marvel i didn't like that one as much as five minute dungeon i really like the the atmosphere of five minute dungeon and then i had heard they were coming out with a five minute mystery game where you were trying to solve a mystery in five minutes and I was so excited to find out that this was a project on Kickstarter and I was so excited to click on the link and send me to this Kickstarter so I could look at all their options and the add-ons and all the fun things for a game that I would probably love to pieces. And I was late. It was closed. They were only doing late backer options and I had desperately wanted there was an add-on for, like, I think, like, six players instead of just, like, the four or five, and it had, like, extra characters and, like, all the fun stuff that you can get on Kickstarter, and it was all closed and all gone, and I could have only purchased the base game. Like, well, darn! Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it
0: sucks. Like, I don't know very... Many of them, but there have been some where, like, we heard about a Kickstarter and then, like, by the time we saw it, like, it was done. So, like, that definitely happens. You definitely have to catch it in that window that they do happen to have it open. Yeah. It's
1: like you gotta follow all the right people or just really, really be, like, on top of (laughs) searching for those things.
0: So, one of the ones that, like, we happen to miss and you've recently played the game, was Everdale. hmm So Everdale is a game that I'll probably end up talking about sometime in the future. But in short, it's, like, a worker placement tableau creating game. Um, it's... The theme is, like, furry woodland creatures, and they're super, super cute, and the artwork is super, super great, and there's a board that comes with it, which is super, super beautiful. Um, But I guess, like, Mike saw it on Kickstarter, and he was kind of like iffy on it because he didn't know how like we would like it and so like it ended up closing but it had like the base game and all the expansions and all that stuff and I don't even know how long it was after that that I finally decided like I saw it and I wanted to buy it and we ended up loving it and he's like dang it if only we had known sooner I would have backed it.
1: (laughs) I think that's the other problem I have with kickstarter games like not that it's like a problem in and of itself but i am a very hesitant sort of buyer anyways and so for me to like put money down on something that nobody's played before is really really nerve-wracking for me
0: yeah i think like mike's really good at like looking into games though i kind of like go on whim more than yeah. like actual research
1: <laughs> oh that looks neat
0: <laughs> yeah so like if it if it looks cool and I read the description and it sounds like a game that I'll like I'll usually like give it a shot and usually I don't pick like super bad games like usually actually be pr- pretty good but a lot of the stuff that we've kick-started like Mike looked into and like a lot of people were like really interested in it like I mean, obviously it did well and it ended up succeeding. So a lot of people backed it. But a lot of times as you're like going through or even like on the main page of the Kickstarter in like the campaign portion, there'll be like reviews or videos of people who've gotten like a playtest version or like an early copy of it. Mm -hmm. And like they'll do reviews. And so like if they're, you know, good reviews and everybody's talking about it, we've backed it and usually they end up being really good games but a lot of the stuff that we've kick-started too are like expansions to stuff mm-hmm. or like i said by like companies that we're familiar with so we know that they're going to be if they're not going to be like super amazing games the components are going to be at least like worth the price mm-hmm. so like, a lot of times... There there have been some games that we've backed that are, like, smaller companies that you probably don't really need, hear of. Um, but, like, Zombicide, so, like, Simon, Like, Simon, has, like... Backstarts, like, everything now. Like, I mean, kickstarts everything now.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Even though they really don't need to. Like, they've definitely got the money, I'm sure, to, like, make any game that they want to. But if you see Simon on a Kickstarter, like you're probably going to be comfortable enough to back it because you know that they have really good games and their components are super, super good.
1: Have you ever gotten anything from Kickstarter that you're like, well, this was a bit of a bust, so I, I'm sorry I kickstarted
0: it? There are some games that we've gotten that we haven't played yet. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, Bloodborne, we haven't even touched. <laughs> we like, saw all the boxes and we're like, eh! <laughs> Um uh there's another game which I'll talk about uh this one because this is the one that we actually had like a bad experience with. Um uh, it's the they made a like an Evil Dead uh board game. Um I don't know how many people are familiar with Evil Dead um or Ash Ash versus the Evil Dead mm-hmm. like TV show, like the, there's movies made back in like the 80s. Uh, It's like a horror movie, Mike backed it because he loves the evil dead. And uh, we haven't played that game yet either. So that's another one like we got and we haven't played. But he backed it. And the guy took the money and was kind of spending the money like willy nilly, it seemed like on like the components and everything. And he was just like constantly like, behind on everything on schedule and he was constantly coming up with excuses and this or that like and then like people were getting frustrated with him and he would like yell at people like in the comments to like chill out like that he was trying his best but like that's kind of like something you don't want to see or hear from somebody (laughs) who's creating the game and like took your money and he ended up I think going bankrupt like the company ended up going bankrupt and he like dropped the project, and at that point we're just like, like what what's what what's going on? So that would be one where it like tanked, and we could have just been out of that money and like that was it. But that's what happens when you invest in something. If it if it tanks, you're just kind of S O L. But luckily another company came in bought the rights from this guy got it running again got everything on schedule and managed to get the game out so like that was a lucky instance where somebody came in and was like the savior of the project
1: (laughs) i know every game is different but especially for that one what what was the timeline like on it and how did it like how did it differ from a similar game you've seen if that makes um, sense as far as like components and you know how big the project is
0: so that one he, I think the original company had like a printable thing where you could like print out parts of like the game and kind of like play it early mm-hmm. well, obviously it's printed so like the quality wasn't going to be great Um, but like the, the game itself was kind of looking okay and like I said, like, he was, like, taking forever, like, months and months when it should have been, like, done within that time frame and he was still, like, working on it. Mm. Um, So he was just taking, like, way longer than what is usual, um, especially for, like, a company that has done a Kickstarter before and they know what they're doing, like, a couple months is usually, like, the longest it takes for them to, like, approve and get everything, like, confirmed and ready to go for like actual production Mm -hmm. um this guy was just taking way way longer and like i said he just always had excuses for everything and like oh this wasn't right or this wasn't up to like what i was thinking so i'm gonna do it again that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. so he was just he was just being kind of shady about everything um and then i i think the company that bought it like took it and just made it Probably even better than what that guy was even going to do. So. <laughs> we, j- we did get lucky with that one. I mean, that's not always going to happen if something ends up tanking. I did also see that, like, I think if, like, people get enough compl- complaints on a project or if it seems fraudulent, they'll cancel it. So, like, maybe that would have been the next step if it didn't get funded or it was, like, still in the process of being funded. But mm-hmm. at that point, like, it had already been funded because a lot of people wanted that game. And I think once it gets funded, it's, it's kind of out of Kickstarter's hands because, mm-hmm. they, like I said, they don't take ownership of any of the projects. It's mm-hmm. all, like, on the creator. Yeah. So there's only so much that they can do. They're just kind of, like, there as, like, the overseers but they don't actually have like their fingers in anything yeah
1: they they own the fairgrounds that their booths are set up at (laughs) they don't have any control really over what the booths do
0: right yep that's a good analogy
1: (laughs) (laughs) but i yeah because i guess i'm just so used to using like online stuff as kind of like a last resort sort of things. so for me i'm just a very like hesitant person when it comes to kind of like things online and doing things online and talking to people online and buying things online i always take it as a sort of gamble yeah <laughs> just
0: <laughs> i guess another way to think about it though and like it depends on like if you're more for the creator getting the money or your local game store getting the money. Mm-hmm. Because obviously if you're buying it on Kickstarter, like you're, you're kind of cutting out your game store. Mm-hmm. Like they're not going to get your purchase, but the money is going directly to the publisher, mm-hmm. which like they're always going to get a cut anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, so it's not like you're, giving money to, like, a completely random person. It is going directly to the creator or to the publisher who is making the game Mm -hmm. or whatever you're wanting to back. So, like, in that sense, I feel like it's a good thing. It'd be like, like, if later on you heard about the game and you went onto their website and you bought it from their website. Very true. You're just kind of getting it early, and a lot of times you're getting more than what you mm-hmm. would um, buying it after yeah. it's already come out and getting everything separately
1: yeah a lot of the time i've heard for a lot of like kickstarters for like a base game even just the base game you're a lot of the time they'll still give like slightly better components over if mm-hmm. you waited until it was in retail
0: yeah, and so like a lot of times if you get on Kickstarter, maybe instead of having cardboard tokens, they have plastic tokens or resin tokens. But if you buy it afterwards, you'll get a copy that had the cardboard mm-hmm. tokens. Like you don't get the upgraded fancy stuff that people were funding into Yeah, paying for.
1: Yeah, I know. I know one that I have seen recently that I'm pretty sure maybe has ended by now was the um avatar the last airbender rpg
0: <sighs> i really thought about that but like <laughs> it's it's really hard for me to get into rpgs on my own mm-hmm. if i'm not sure if like people around me are going to be interested in it or mm-hmm. if they don't have it like like d and i would probably not be playing D D if it wasn't for you guys like teaching me how to play it yeah (laughs) like it's not something that is easy for me to sit down and like oh this is how this is played like it's easier to have it explained Mm -hmm. to me
1: yeah um i'm trying to think of what else like kickstarters because like i've had like bare minimal experience with kickstarter as in i've been on their website and looked at games sort of thing and you've talked about what experience have you had and you've had like it sounds like an overwhelmingly positive experience with it
0: so far everything that we've done like we've gotten everything um if something was missing we've contacted the people and they sent it to us like so far like our kickstarter experience is super positive like i think that's why i'm like saying like you should do it so mm-hmm. much is because it has been positive but i'm sure like not everybody has had such a positive experience mm-hmm. as i have and if you haven't like you could let us know that too like, <laughs> like you're you're completely wrong Kickstarter is garbage. Yeah. Like, that's, that's fine. Like, that's fair if you've had bad experiences. But if, if you are haven't done Kickstarter and you've thought about doing Kickstarter, I think you should try it at least once. Like, just, like, back something.
1: Yeah. Just, just get, like, all the fancy things. Because, like, game mats are, like, the one thing that would probably get me to kickstart a game like and i'm never one to like go for oh i already have this game i don't want to buy it again basically but if they came out with a game that i knew i already liked and came out with like a fancy version of it that had like a game mat i would probably be all in for it because game mats are probably like the number one best thing for
0: a game And card sleeves. Sometimes Ooh. they will include like, uh, special card sleeves specifically for the game, that you probably will not be able to get outside of it.
1: Cause you you had that for Call to Adventure. They mm-hmm. you kickstarted and it came with the special card sleeves. Cause those were yep. pretty slick.
0: Yeah, those ones were super nice because like they were clear on the the one side, but the back side matches matched like the backs of the cards. Mm-hmm. So they weren't clear. Like, they actually had printing on them, but they matched the cards. So, like, it was the same as having, like, just the cards bare, which is nice.
1: I mean, I think that's kind of all we had for Kickstarters.
0: Yep. If you're interested in Kickstarter and it's, like, by somebody that you're familiar with, you might be able to go back and see, like, the different projects that they've had, if they were successful or not. Um. So I, that's one thing I would look at, like, look to see who the seller is, look at their, like, history of projects, and then, like, just, just be careful when you're doing it. Like, just don't go, like, buying stuff willy-nilly just because it looks cool. Just look to see what kind of, like, the reviews are about it, like, how much attention it's getting. I know Board Game Geek, if you've ever been on their website, sometimes they will be like, hey, these are, like, kickstarters that are out mm-hmm. right now and if it's like super popular they'll even have like ads for it like i mm-hmm. know there was a couple times where i've gotten on board game Week to look up something and it was like ad for this kickstarter like on every single page <laughs>
1: <laughs> i do know that the um board game subreddit also i think has it may be a weekly post about kickstarters that are like currently going like it's their last week it's their first week that's they're coming out soon that way you can follow it because a lot of the time a a kickstarter will be like hey we are going to kickstart it and it will start on this day and it's like two weeks before that day you can follow it to make sure that you are, like, ready to go, and that way if they have, like, one of those, like, only five people can get this, you know, like, tier of a package sort of thing, you can be, like, one of those first people in there sort of thing, too. And
0: if you make a Kickstarter account, like, an actual account, like, you can even go in and, like, favorite and follow certain ones, and then they will notify you, like, hey, this has, like, so much time left, you better, like, Act on it, kind mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually looking at Board Game Geek page right now, and on the front page, um, about, like, halfway down, they actually have, like, a crowdfunding countdown. And it's, like, it tells you what the game is, uh, a mini introduction, like, how much time is left, and how, like, the percentage of, like, how much is it's funded. Mm. And so far, like, the f- top five games that they have listed... Are all like over a hundred percent funded? Yeah, <laughs> so they're they're all making like, <laughs> way more money than like the minimum amount required. But like, it's got like ends in thirteen hours, ends in fourteen hours, ends September seventeenth. So, like, I would say Board Game Geek would even be a good source to like go in and see what's trending on Kickstarter right mm-hmm. now, like
1: mm-hmm.
0: some of the top games that they have listed. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, aren't good. These all do look pretty interesting, not gonna lie.
1: Yeah. Would you be interested in a Kickstarter chat group on Discord? Or would you just be like, ah, toss it into the wind. (laughs) I don't care about your Kickstarters. (laughs) Yeah. Like,
0: yeah, I don't... Not that it's just like a waste of time but like i'm not gonna go through kickstarter every week if nobody wants me to go through kickstarter yeah every week. yeah
1: like if it's something that people want i would be delighted and helping other people maybe find some things or if i think something's interesting i'll let other people know but if you know it, nobody's gonna be into it i'm not gonna you know make a place for it if it's not needed
0: yeah <laughs> so After this episode, maybe uh, we'll give it like a week, see what
1: people feel. Yeah, and make sure you're following us on the social medias. We've got a Facebook, a Discord, Instagram, Twitter. Um, There, there will be a link in the description that you can hit up. Should be a link to all of those social medias. Pop
0: on in, let us know. Until next time. I'm Ricky.
1: And I'm Ashley.
0: And this is Rare. Thank you and good night.